Welcome to the Sega Lounge, where we celebrate our love for all things Sega, including the games, the music, and the community. I'm your host, KC. Join me as I talk to different guests and learn more about their projects and passion for Sega. Indeed. Hello. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Sega Lounge. <laughs> Hopefully, everything is working somehow. I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> um, so my name's Casey. I'm, I'm really, truly sorry for the for being so late in starting the show. So I think you know it, the best way to start this is to introduce my amazing guests for for the week. We have uh, in order to my right, left. I, I I'm confused. Lime. Hello, Lime. Hello. Hello. How are you? Welcome. I'm good. I'm good. Happy to be here. Excellent. We also have Green Viperate. Hello, Viper. Oh, hello there. <laughs> hello, hello. Oh, hello there. How are you? Welcome. It's been a while. It's been a long while since I've been on the Skill Gym and Lime Lounge. It's it's nice to be here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure Skill Gym appreciates you being here. Yes. <laughs> okay, and we also have Lewis, aka Sonic Yoda. Hi. Hello, hello. Um, yeah, apologies for delaying the start of the show <laughs> dramatically with terrible uh, tech problems on my part, but um, I think we're there. <laughs> it's okay, it's okay. It, it, stuff happens, stuff happens. So I know I'm, I have been guilty of my fair share of, of technical problems in the past, so it's okay. Uh, very happy to have you here to discuss Sage. Every, actually, very happy to have all of you here to discuss Sage 2023. Uh, welcome everyone listening in on Radio Sega as well. Uh, always a pleasure to be broadcasting live to Radio Sega and to people on Twitch. Uh, where, for example, Red Resident SD who says, what time do you call this? Is there, is there any way to treat us? We're doing the so show. So much sass. You know, so much out of sass. the kindness of our hearts. And you know, just... It's a shame, people these days. Oh my God! You behave, SD. Behave, behave. Yeah. Can you see me trying to adjust things? <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> very sneakily. So subtle. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we also have we also have live reversed on chat. Wow. Oh yeah, that's yeah. Amazing. That's <laughs> amazing. Who would have thought of that one? SJ is here. Welcome, SJ. We have the boss. Himself, Skill Jim, head of the Skill Jim Lounge. Hello. Oh, yeah. yeah, and and uh, everyone else who, who joins, welcome, welcome. And uh, it's really nice to to do our, you know, this year's Sage 2023 coverage. Uh, it's not something that I always do. It's been a couple of years, maybe the, since the last time that I did this. But it's always a pleasure to talk a little bit about Sage. And so the best way to start this is, I think, by playing the Sage 2023 splash screen, professionally. Okay, so this is this is how we're gonna do this for everyone watching or listening. We are going to talk about our favorite games from this year's Sage, at least the games that we were able to try, right? I don't know, I haven't played all of them. Have you guys? <laughs> All of them, no. like they no, were like a hundred to two hundred games. So unprofessional, yeah. so unprofessional of us. We should have, we should have played. I did everything. play like two. I did play like twenty-seven of those games. I feel that was a lot. Still, probably. 
probably. Yeah, but we're going to talk. We we all we all picked like three or four. Each of us picked three or four uh, favorite games or games that we feel like are worth mentioning. Um, and we're going to take turns talking about them and maybe show some some footage if that works. I I'm not sure right now. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> but I would I would like to to start with your overall impressions of of the the, the show of the expo this year. So what did you guys think? Uh, I, I wanted to start with with Lime because I know Lime, you're really not that familiar with the event, right? This was no, like your first no, no. time. Yeah, mm -hmm. this is uh, my first stay, uh, stage stage. I've, I've definitely heard of it before, so I knew what it was. I've seen YouTube videos of uh, people covering the games, but I never really got into it myself and like you know, even had the thought of, ooh, I should, I should try them as well. Um, but I don't know, this, uh, this year I just like, you know what, I'm gonna do it. And it was very much fun. I'm very happy that I did it. Um, there were games that I would never have the pleasure to play otherwise, because some of them were absolute gems. And that was very awesome. So yeah, first impression of Sage. Um, um, a very good one. It was very much fun. Excellent. Nice to hear. Nice to hear. And, and it's all because of me. No. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> all, mean, because I mean, yeah. all because I of mean, the Sega Lodge. All because of the Sega Lodge. Yes. <laughs> yes. That and Sin Fritz as well, who was also pulling me a little bit to do it. So I was like, okay, yeah, well, let's do it. Why not, right? Yeah. Awesome. Uh, what about you, Viper? Overall thoughts on uh, this year's Sage? Yeah, I, I thought it was a great one this year. So I've been following Sage for about 10 years now, both off and on. Uh, like Casey, I tend to go through a phase of caring, not caring every couple of years. I'm like, oh, I'll, I'll make something for Sage this year. Oh, I won't pay attention to it. I am not as dedicated as some people in this call to that craft. So, <laughs> uh, But of the ones I've experienced, definitely this is on the higher end. It's a real stacked one. Um, I'd say certainly anyway. So really can't complain of what's been on offer there's been some great stuff there always is of course but i think the volume of good content versus uh some years is just off the charts there's so much um so much polish on everything that i played this year and didn't really see many exceptions i'm sure maybe there might have been but the bar was very high this year so i had a great time with it and I, there's so many more games I wish I could get to talk about than I actually am going to be able to talk about on this show tonight. So I think that really says a lot uh, in comparison to perhaps other Sage experiences. So yeah, it was a great event and got some good stuff out of it, which is always the benefit. Excellent. Excellent. That's, a, that's always nice to hear that people are enjoying themselves with these fan events. Uh, obviously, the other people... Uh, on this call, that are very dedicated to their craft, <laughs> Lewis, <laughs> meaning Lewis. So, Hello. thoughts on this year's uh, Sage? You you cover it every year, right? You're like the most experienced, yeah, um, out of out of four of us. <laughs> uh, thank you very much. Um, yeah, so Sage is like the 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 moment of the year for me every year. Like it's it's the thing I absolutely adore. Um, that I always come back to, and it is. Always lovely to see what, what it showcases every year. I think um, 
this year in particular, again, I, I really like that Sage is really leaning towards indie now quite a lot. Uh, fan games in particular are still obviously, you know, uh, very prevalent and important to the show. But I think it's fantastic now that so many people feel like they should go full indie, make something completely original and um, just, you know, use it as a great platform to to, to bounce new projects off to, um, and get get them out to people. So I, it's just lovely to see the indie side grow even more as per last year. Um, yeah, it's, it goes from strength to strength. I, I, I absolutely adore Sage. It's probably my yeah my favourite Sonic calendar event every year, and um, this year was no exception. There's some absolutely outstanding stuff out there, which I'm sure we'll talk about. Even when I don't care about Sage a particular year or I don't play the games, I usually go to your YouTube channel to check out the games that are present and your own opinions and stuff. So it's very nice to have you on the show and share your expertise with us. That, that's incredibly kind of you. Thank you very much. I mean, I know I know I don't get particularly large views. I know there are fan game channels out there like JPIN and Blue Vivacity that do, you know, incredible numbers in their, with their fan game content. But um, I, I, I like to think that the people that come to Sega Driven seem to be very dedicated and are always very positive in what I uh, have to, do, to make and stuff. So it's, uh, it's incredibly kind of you to say. So thank you very much. Yeah. Thank you, thank you. So let's get right into it, right? That we have each of us uh, picked four games, uh, at least for me, in no particular order. Maybe some of you did this in order. So I will let you choose in which order you want to address the games that you chose. So the the order we have that here on our uh, document is Lewis, Viper, Lime, KC. Um, so maybe Lewis, would you like to start with maybe your first one? Yeah, yeah, happy to happy to start. Um, so my first pick was um, something I unfortunately didn't get around to covering on the channel itself, but um, I picked uh, Sonic Horizons by Strix. Um, so yeah, this is a this is a Sonic Frontiers like tribute, which is incredible. I can't believe it hasn't even been a year since Sonic Frontiers is out, and there's a fan game of Sonic Frontiers already. Um, the quality is is amazing. Honestly, the, the character animation looks incredible. The the overall graphics and and presentation are phenomenal. Um, yeah, I was just again, it's just one of those things where it's like I, I remember this event back when like three D fan games was almost an impossibility, and now it's like like homebrew developers are doing things at AAA studio quality, which is absolutely insane to think about. And I think it's got a few weaknesses in the fact that, like, it's very difficult to sort of figure out, like, where you're going. You get lost quite easily. I think it doesn't have the same sort of strength of stage design that Sonic Frontiers does, where it's very, there's always something in the distance for you to, to, to go towards or check out. And, um, yeah, it, there's a lot of verticality as well to Sonic Horizons. It really wants you to get up in the trees and look for these crystal shards. I know at first I was, like, using the map to try and figure out where the crystal shards were, and I was standing right on one but it wasn't there on the map and it was actually, you know, because it was up in the tree sort of thing. So mm. I think it needs sort of a, a, a better readjustment to its stage design to really sort of like guide the player a little bit better um, because it's quite easy to get lost. Um, but th these are minor complaints in the grand scheme of things. I think it's an absolutely beautiful thing, just an incredibly incredible looking game uh, with, an, with an incredible moveset that's almost identical to Sonic Frontiers. It feels really, really good to use. Even with keyboard controls, I found it was pretty comfortable actually. Um, so yeah, that was that's my first pick, just because I think just the just the advances in 3D fan gaming are just incredible, and this is such a great showcase for that. Um, yeah, the, the fact that we've got a Frontiers fan game 
<laughs> not even a year out for releases. <laughs> Just really, really fascinating stuff. Yeah. Skill Jim says, "Wow, looks really fun. Looks really beautiful, actually. I I haven't played this yeah. one. Have you had any of you guys played this one? Yeah, I got to try it um, as well, and I would say the exact same things. Um, it is absolutely beautiful. I didn't get very far into the game because I got lost a lot. <laughs> okay. um, so yeah, so similar feelings there. <laughs> mm. Okay, okay, Viper." Any thoughts? I can't say I've played it, so I'm looking at this footage that's on my screen right now, and to be completely honest, I think I'm giving this a download after the show, because this <laughs> looks, looks great. Amazing. I totally yeah, it, up yeah. my street. This, this flew right past me. I, I didn't even know this was a thing, I think. Uh, you know, it's, it's a testament of how great and how big this year's Sage is, how many great games we have, and some of these oh, can just fly past your radar. Yeah, no, completely. It's, yeah, again, it's just the sheer volume of games, isn't it? You can't play everything. And yeah, it's, I, I, I thankfully saw this on um, JPIN, I think it was his channel, um, briefly. And I was like, well, I need to go and check that out. But unfortunately, uh, my PC is so archaic, as we've already experienced trying to set up the stream, um, that uh, trying to do, trying to play it and capture it was a little bit too much on my PC, unfortunately. Okay. So, uh, yeah, this, this doesn't have a, a dedicated video on my channel, but I would recommend that people give this a go if you like what you're looking mm -hmm. at. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. But yeah, definitely, definitely a, a very good looking game that looks really fun. And again, the fact that we have a, a Sonic Frontiers fan game already, it's just... Just mind blowing, yeah, awesome. Oh, yeah. Okay, so that that was a, a very good way to start this. Uh, Viper, what about you? What's your okay? So uh, let's, like let's see what let's see where we begin because we're all going to go in different orders, aren't we? Uh, I, I was going <laughs> I with the begin. order that I had here. Okay, but okay, <laughs> that's fair enough. <laughs> Just give me a right, second well, to set up the B roll. So okay, yeah. Okay, so okay. I'm gonna go with. Sonic Colors Demastered. Is this the correct answer, Casey? Yes, it could be. <laughs> Does this work with you if I buffer this for be. long enough? Yeah, it could be. So why do you like Sonic Colors? <laughs> right, first of all, I'll apologize. I thought this was in order of preference, <laughs> not just a random order. Um, but no, I, I mean, of course, I really oh. like the original Sonic Colors anyway. So it's a natural pick that someone trying to perhaps turn it into, I was going to say a more Sonic Rush style game, but that's what the DS game does anyway, but takes that, injects a lot of uh, fan game elements into it, and I think just cleans up the perhaps rough edges of the DS game, and in turn you get what is a pretty unique fan experience, because it doesn't borrow too much from either version, but it still has enough of the colours DNA to feel exactly like um, well, almost a Perfect cross between the two, and also, as you can see right here on screen, a little bit of Sonic Advance, Sonic of Battle thrown in as well. It's like this perfect mix of that, or sorry, not the 2010s, the 2000s era of handheld Sonic all thrown together into one while still having these console-like qualities to it, this replayability, this depth as well. And I just thought it was very graphically impressive, despite being so purposely crushed down into this uh, art style that it still has a lot of room for freedom and experimentation and still manages to look and feel 
likes on like colors while making its own improvements. So mm-hmm. I was really big on this one. Uh, I didn't get to the end of it, so I have no idea how much is uh, on display here. But even just from messing around in Tropical Resort, uh, I think it's clear that this was absolutely one of my favorites. I had a great time with it, and it's going to be one of my recommends, therefore. Okay. Anyone else tried this one? I didn't try this one, unfortunately. Um, I think I uh, incorrectly sort of like judged it because it, it was reusing the uh, Sonic Advance sprites, and I was just a bit like, ah, yeah. repurposing assets. You know, like if you're going to do these things, I, I, I much prefer fully original stuff. Um, so I, I think that was, you know, probably a little bit of a, um, a, a prejudice that <laughs> I didn't really need to throw at this um, because if you're saying that, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a lovely playing thing and it very much um, sort of riffs on the uh, the DS version, I think I, I would have probably liked to have given that a go. So maybe I need to go and give this one a check out. Why did I miss that red ring and killed myself? I don't know. (laughs) Uh, So this is actually my footage. I played this because of Viper, because I I tried to record footage for the games that you guys picked uh, and told me in advance. And so I really enjoyed this. I too was a bit skeptical. I thought, ah, this is just, why do you need to demaster Sonic Colors? Uh, Yeah, yeah, I get (laughs) it. I get it. Yeah, but Mm -hmm. I get it. It's like, it's like turning the, the, the DS game into more like something more like the mainline game, right? Like the Wii game um, and and building upon it. So I, I really enjoyed it. It plays really well. I had a, a little bit of a problem, but it's probably me at times with the, with the homing attack. The timing of the homing okay. attack, I think sometimes feels a bit off, or at least it felt for me. I didn't have that, but... Uh, I don't know. Can I blame it on a skill issue or am I? Yeah, you should. <laughs> am, I, uh, or, am I not yeah. comfortable enough in this situation? No, okay, definitely. I'll, I'll blame I, it on that then. <laughs> you, you can blame it, blame it on my skill issue, which is non-existent. Yeah, uh, that's probably how, why I had this problem. That's why I'm always very uncomfortable criticizing things because I, in terms of <laughs> in terms of gameplay, because I never know it's, if it's me or the game. So, well, in all yeah. seriousness, I don't. <laughs> think i experienced that but it also wouldn't surprise me at the same time given the floatiness of the controls a little bit in places so mm-hmm. it definitely could have happened despite all jesting so i think that's perfectly fair but it's like version 0.2 or something right so it, it's i i too haven't uh completed the the demo but you at least have you have at least i think starlight carnival right let me just skip through you i think you unlock there we go Starlight Carnival. So at least one more area of the. Oh, and Sweet Mountain. Okay. Yeah. Uh, you probably have a, a lot of things to, a lot of content still to cover. I only played the the two acts, the first two acts of Tropical Resort. And then. I think that was about where I left it as well. But yeah. If there's as much as that, I didn't expect that at all. So clearly I'm going to have to go back in. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, so yeah, that, that's a great game. I definitely recommend that as well. It's a, a brilliant 2D Sonic game. Yeah, very much recommend. And you know, as Lewis said, I all also judge it by by discover, and I stand corrected. So do check this out. Yeah, great game. Oh really? Okay. Yeah. yeah. Very good. Thank I was you. in the same. Yeah, I was doing doing the same there when picking what games to play. I was like, mm, ah, I'm not sure this is gonna give me much. Um, but yeah, I might definitely be wrong. For shame, 
for shame. Uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> oh. Okay, so speaking of which, Lime, what is your... Uh, yeah, what game pick? did you pick then, Lime? Well, yes, yes, if you're, if you're so judgmental, <laughs> what game did you pick? What game is good enough for you? Do tell well, us. W- well, one of the games that caught uh-huh. my eye was Sonic Encore. Thank you very much for saying that. Okay. Yes. yes. Where okay. where they they took a um, like they made a three D um, Sonic game with uh, awesome visuals and like it looked uh, uh, amazing, but they were also trying to create the like the feel of the two D games. So they have like uh, as we see here, like uh, all of the like the. Um, environment that we all recognize from the, the earlier two 2D games. And they wanted to create this uh, like uh, the gameplay feel of the two, like from the 2D era as well. And that's exactly what I liked with it. And that's why I wanted it as a, as a pick because here they absolutely nail for me the momentum um, this is not like something new, especially not in Sonic fan games, but I really just want to like the highlight, like a, at least one game where you really feel yourself speeding up when you go downhill. Like it's a small detail, but for me, it does so much. It feels for me exhilarating when you go through the what you call them, corkscrews or like go downhill. I, 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 sorry, I love the timing. What? <laughs> uh, the choice of yeah, yeah. is fantastic. I'm say. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> okay, so that happened. Okay, yeah. So yeah, it has okay. some some on. issues. Move, move it on. has some issues. It does. <laughs> um, but yeah, I really just wanted to highlight that feature i i just absolutely love it when they do that uh it like it for me it's more immersive it feels like you're more in in the world and your movements like matter because you need to build up a momentum and it it um feels accelerating going downhill like you're just picking up speed and i i love that so that's why i wanted to pick this one as Kill Jim I says, very also far seems to pick up speed when Sonic is falling too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, indeed. I I finished like two stages and then I had to mm-hmm. uh, quit. Uh, there are a lot more stages, but yeah, I very much enjoyed it. Okay, so we have a, a boss fight as well. Yes, indeed. Nice. Do you recognize where this boss is from? Yes, it's from Super Mario Brothers 3. <laughs> wow. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god yes thank you thank you for, for agreeing okay <laughs> viper or or lewis have you guys played this one uh yeah i played this one um i did a video on this one as well yeah um i think um again incredibly ambitious again it's it's, it's amazing to see how far uh, the 3d fan games have come this one reminded me quite heavily of i don't know if you've ever seen the um youtube series sonic spitball by shamey where he sort of pitches um, a 3D Sonic fan game. Uh, well, as, uh, what what Sega could do making a, a 3D Sonic game 
using old school 2D momentum and physics. And this okay. sort of feels like that sort of, you know, captured incredibly well. There is a big emphasis on using, you know, the actual momentum and physics to get speed in this, which is, is very classic in that regard. But um, mm. I, again, uh, similar criticisms to what I was saying about Sonic Horizons, I did find that the stages are very large and it's very easy to get turned around and a bit lost. Um, and I did find that the homing attack was a little spotty. Um, I, in particular with the bosses, sometimes you would take damage when you, you clearly got a lock on and you were supposed to hit him um, and it wasn't very obvious that there he was in an invincible state or anything like that um, so yeah just some minor issues there that I'm sure could potentially be ironed out but unfortunately I think this is the final build of the game but again like oh, yeah, yeah, it's an it enormous enormous build. game yeah really really big game lots hit lots of lots lots to do um, I yeah it, it does it does feel like a complete pack, package now um, because we did look at it last stage as well, if I remember correctly. I think Titan's Creed may have covered it for me. Um, and, um, yeah, it's just it's lovely to see the whole thing fleshed out. And, I, I, again, incredibly ambitious. Um, I'm very impressed with, you know, visually what it's like and, and how it feels to play. But just some, just some minor complaints that kind of take the edge off it a little bit for me. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, can we like? Are is it possible for you to re- rewind a little bit to let that that corkscrew in? Or is, the, is that too much to ask? The, uh, which like part? in the Angel Island, like yeah. uh, there's there there, 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 there we go. Yeah, here is like you had no momentum, does, so you fell off. Yeah, right? exactly. Yeah. It does so much. Like when you are upside down, when you know there are stakes. It does so much rather than, you know, just putting boost pads there and you know you're going to do it. So you're just like going through a thingy. Basically, it feels like the game is playing itself. Yeah. But here, since there are physics and you need to um, obey them, it's there are stakes and you feel that. And that uh, does very much for me, at least, when uh, playing through a game like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but yeah, there, there, there are d- definitely um, some some issues. I got some some glitches. I got out of bounds several times. But yeah, it, it, that's it the issue fun. with with the game of like this scope, right? You're turning, of course, you're turning a two D stage into a three D stage. You have to open it up, but sometimes the scope is so big that. It's uh, easy to get out out of bounds. It's easy to get lost, just like Lewis said. Right? I think the issue yeah. with games like this is that obviously there is probably one developer, so the 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 testing doesn't get to go to unfortunate like Sonic Team AAA yeah. development yeah. levels, right? So unfortunately, it's it's up to you know either a very small team or one person to try and test all these things. And mm-hmm. yeah, when the scope is this big, you're 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 bound to to find bugs as a player that probably the the developer didn't get a chance to to to, to squash because how can indeed. you with it with a with a project this big you know yeah. indeed an important yeah. thing to to remember yeah 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 let's be fair here so these are all <laughs> fan games or most of them are, are fan games so let's not be too harsh you suck no no I'm on a yell of them. No, <laughs> no, but yeah, but it's it's amazing what what people can can create, right? And just a, a single person team can create, <laughs> uh, and when you compare it to like a, a AAA developer, sometimes it's not too far off. So 
sense. Mm. Oh, absolutely. And I, it doesn't mean that these games aren't, you know, valid to criticism. It's just more a case mm. of you do have to kind of think about the context and what they developed. It's not the same as, yeah. you know, a, a big studio. It, you do have to kind of try and cut them some slack. I've tried to do that a little bit more this year. I've tried to be a little bit more even-handed because it's like, well, you know, this might be someone's first development, so I don't particularly want to just go out there and rake it over the coals because it's <laughs> not doing it for me. You know, it's like, you've got, to be, you've got to be, you know, fair in these criticisms, but yeah. Yeah, I think so too. It's it's and it. I assume developers like it when you point out the the, the bugs, the things that you think should be improved. Because if they are, you know, honest about their work and want to, want to improve them, uh, improve what what they're doing, they probably appreciate knowing what the people that have played it and have spent some time with it think and what feel they feel like could be changed Absolutely, or adjusted, yeah. right? Yeah, no, totally, totally. I think that's what I try to offer as well with my coverage is it's not just a commentary less, you know, let's play of, of the mm -hmm. game, which is quite a lot of fan game content on YouTube. Um, I do want to try and give people feedback because I, I feel like events like Sage are, are perfect platforms to get feedback you don't you don't you obviously when you're when you're stuck in the development hole essentially you're you're very much just laser focused on finishing a product or trying to get as much of it done ready so that you can release a demo and you probably don't get an opportunity to to take feedback or or, or talk to people not every game is like sonic roboblast 2 where there's a massive forum and community around it that's always giving feedback events like this are probably very, you know rare opportunities for developers to get feedback for sure Sure. Yeah, this is a massive platform for most people working on these games. So, yeah. Okay, so that's uh, Sonic Encore, and now it's my turn, right? So I uh, I went with uh, I realized everyone was going with the the Sonic games, which makes sense, right? So I I try to go for the other kind of kinds of games. I went with more with the indie games to make this a little bit more varied, but I still wanted to. Um, talk about Sonic SMS remake. So the remake of the the first Sonic game on the Master System, which I think it's a little bit cheating at this point because it, you know, it's it's done. Uh, they're just adding stuff. Uh, but it's I think it's a, it's a great game. It's a version 1.9, revision 3. <laughs> they have an encore mode, a competition mode. You can play as Mighty, as Ray, as Knuckles, as Tails. So it's pretty much um, Sonic Mania, Sonic 8-bit Mania or something like that at this point. Um, I was trying to... I, I, but that said, uh, you can't really control Ray's flight like in Sonic Mania. I, I was trying to do that. That's why I'm just always up and down because you can't really, uh, you know, maneuver his flight, which is a shame, but it's, it's understandable. How uh, does it work? It, it just you can double jump in your. There we go. This happens. You fly down. Okay, and then you can't like you pick up again. At like least I couldn't. One. Maybe. Okay. Was it on me? Maybe again. Maybe. Was you again? <laughs> Was it me being a, a a really bad player, a gamer? Maybe. But I, nevertheless, this is a, an amazing game. This is really nice, uh, nicely done. The animations are spot on. It feels like it's an 8-bit game, just, you know, uh, remastered, if you will. 
Um, the Anchor Mode as well, which I think I recorded a little bit of. Yeah, so you it's just works the way that you're maybe probably uh, hoping it, it will. You switch between characters. Um, the only thing is, if you die, you restart that stage, which I believe in Sonic Mania, if you die, you just switch characters, right? To the other ones that mm. are available. Yeah. Yeah, right. So here, if you die, and I think I will die at some point, uh, maybe during a boss fight or something. Uh, and if you die, you restart that, that act with another one of your characters that you have unlocked. So that's... Um, but it's it's a brilliant, brilliant game. And Sonic 1, in its own right, is a, a, the 8-bit version is a brilliant game. So it's really nice to see this getting uh, some love and, you know, getting remastered. Pretty, pretty amazing project, I think. Yeah. Um, Jim says, if there's a Sonic 2 Master System remake, I'm expecting it to be on Lime's list of top picks from the event. Uh-huh. I think I think Lime prefers the Game Gear version, to be honest. So, <laughs> Wow. Wow. Yeah. Uh, any of you guys played this this year? Yes. Yes, yes. Yes, indeed. I I enjoyed it. I I thought that like coming especially coming from the Game Gear Gear version. <laughs> yes. Playing this like I I would feel blind coming back to the uh, Game Gear version with this green crunch there. I absolutely love that there is like more to see and holy crap do I love especially the Tails sprite. Tails is so gosh darn cute. In this game, I want that as a plushie. <laughs> Give me. I was gonna say that I for Knuckles. It. Look at Knuckles. Yeah, Knuckles as well. I have never actually tried Knuckles, but yeah, yeah, it's um, mm. yeah, it's a pretty good-looking game, right? It's really controls really well, so it's spot on for me. So I just thought this deserved a mention, even if it's like a, a little bit cheating, as I said, because it's it's an older game but it's been worked on still being worked on so it's nice uh you also have these i don't know what happened here i think i skipped acts for some reason that's like a hidden power up and <laughs> right so yeah things happen it's it's nice it's fun okay so that's sonic 2 there we go i died what happens? You kill Tails? Why would you kill Tails? How dare you? I'm a murderer. Let's see what happened. You have to restart oh, the stage. Yeah. So, you know, it, it makes mm. sense if you're going for the limitations of the, the Master System in a, in, in a way. Not completely, but in a way. It makes sense to make it a little bit more limited than uh, in Sonic Mania. Yeah. That's Sonic SMS remake there. My first pick. So back to Lewis. <laughs> okay, um, so I see what's happened here is that the Brits have organized their games in order from four to one, and you guys have <laughs> organized your games in from one to, to four. <laughs> it's okay. So that's why I chose Horizons first, okay? So that, that should clue you in as to what I'm going to pick next. Okay? Yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Um, so yeah, so my, my next pick is Dr. Robotnik's Mean Bean Tetris, um, which I was... Uh, very excited about. I saw it in the trailer, and I was instantly like, 
Okay, yeah, I, I, I love the look of that. I love that they've gone really heavy with the Saturn-style graphics for it. Um, and, yeah, um, just a real good time. Um, it is very much a traditional Tetris clone. Um, so, yeah, you just have the usual um, sort of Tetraminos, um, but they obviously are now shaped like um, Puyo Puyos. Um, and... Um, yeah, it's it's a good time. It's a good time. It's it's a little bit limited in what you can do. Unfortunately, you don't have the the quick drop from modern um, Tetris games, and you can't hold pieces, which is a little bit of a shame. So you can't play it sort of like a modern Tetris game. It's very much, if you think of Game Boy Tetris, then you're basically you know you're getting mm-hmm. that but with a nice um, fresh liquor paint on it, essentially making it a good a good time. Um, when I did the video, the developer actually reached out and said, uh, try putting in 1996 in the password menu. And that was a huge surprise, which unfortunately I haven't captured here, because um, if you do put 1996 in the, in the password menu, you unlock a fan game within this fan game. <laughs> okay. uh, wow. there's, a fan game, there's a fan game in here called Sonic Blasters, which is a lot more of a traditional 16-bit style Sonic game, but with the nice widescreen display and the higher color depth. And it's excellent. I am a bit surprised as to why on earth they didn't put it as the main game and not have Mean Bean Tetris be like the... The hidden game um but honestly like if this if you like the look of this then you should check out um the password menu and put in 1996 um it's a bit strange to pass but basically the password doesn't look like it should have numbers in it but um it's symbols but what the developer told me is that the default it for the symbols is zero so if you sort of count up the symbols like one <laughs> to nine essentially you <laughs> so one nine oh. nine six you can then unlock Sonic Blasters, which, yeah, is a really, really cracking little... They really didn't um, want us to find this, on. then. Yeah, um, I'm, I'm surprised they did that, because it's a, it's a bit like, why why go to the effort, right? Like, if you don't is it, is it finished, these, or, these cool or is it just like a... It's not level. finished. It's one stage, but two acts okay. and a boss. Um, and it's incredibly well made. Um, so... Yeah, I would I would recommend checking out this because I like the fact that someone went to town and made a cool little Tetris clone using mm. Saturn style graphics, but they also hid another fan game within the fan game. I think that's incredibly unique. I don't think I've seen anybody do that before, um, and it's actually a, a fantastic classic 16-bit style Sonic game in, in, in its own right as well. So um, yeah, that's that's my next pick. I just. I was just so gobsmacked at the effort that's gone into the presentation and then also hiding another game within a game is pretty pretty crazy. Yeah, because the pre- that makes a lot of sense uh, when you think about it because the presentation is too damn good for just a Tetris clone, right? Like, oh, absolutely, yeah, yeah. I, there, there was a few games this year where it felt like presentation was key for that developer, you know, like um, mm-hmm. they, they really wanted to to showcase the best looking thing that they could create, even if they couldn't give you lots of content, you know, it was, it was nice to be able to at least present it in the best fashion they possibly could. Okay. Yeah. Excellent. So I, I thought to myself, I actually saw this on your channel and this is what we're, we're looking at the, the footage from your, your video on segadriven.com on the, the YouTube channel. But I thought, okay, I, I think like this is a, a game for me, but uh, I'm not going to try it cause it's just Tetris. And there's a hidden game in there. Who knew? Who knew? Yeah, no, the, the hidden game is the real special thing. Um, <laughs> I mean, like, I, I, I liked Mean Bean Tetris in its own regard because I do like me a bit of Tetris. But, uh, so that's why I picked it. But I just, yeah, that, that, that additional extra really pushes it over the edge into something really special. 
Okay. Did you guys know about this? I don't think so. Because judging by your reactions earlier, no, no. <laughs> Which part? The fan game or? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the password, the, the fan game. <laughs> that that's just so baffling to me, and yet also so cool, but so ridiculous. But amazing. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> Maybe they're saving it for next year or something. They felt like, okay, we're not yeah. going to showcase this. Yeah, I think so that's the thing with some developers. I think they want to have something a little bit more substantial before they show it off properly. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, still just an, an incredible little thing. Just like, yeah, what what, amount, what an amazing amount of effort to go to. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. So I'll, I'll have to try it. 1996, yeah, as the password. Okay. Okay, so that's Dr. Robotnik's Mean Bean Tetris. Awesome. Thank you, Lewis, for that. So coming up next, dare I reveal your next game, Viper? Maybe not. Maybe I should let you. uh, While I try to... Who reveals it? Who doesn't? It's the same order as Lewis, so I had to break it to you. Yeah, okay, okay, okay. okay. (laughs) So... So uh, feel free to talk about it, yes. Okay, so it's Sonic Before the Sequel Redux. I kind of think this had to be on my list at this point because uh, I've accidentally let myself get intertwined with these games uh, <laughs> on a lot of levels in my You're own the mind. Guy, Naturally, right? yeah, it absolutely makes sense. Yeah, <laughs> so it just made sense that there's yet another uh, remake of Before or After the Sequel, so here I am talking about it. I thought was just going to be the whole shtick. But this one was really surprising to me because there's just a level of quality in it which uh, we've not seen from these before and after the sequel ports before. Because uh, for those who aren't familiar, the source code was released back in about 2017 for all of the Like Vepper Sonic fan games, which were you know huge games for their time back in the 2010s era of Sage. So naturally, a lot of other people have come, come along and go, oh, parts of these don't work on new systems. Maybe there's some outdated parts we can remove. And of course, you're seeing here widescreen. Uh, but then you've also had the meaningful changes, like you've had Drop Dash added from Sonic Mania and beyond. You've uh, you've got the Super Peel Out, which I think was in the original game, but I think has been um, a little bit more refined. There's some level design tweaks and there's uh, some really nice quality sprites as well that I've noticed in here. And at the moment, you've got the flash cutscenes presented in their original format, but I have no idea if that's also going to be changed. But it from uh, from the perspective of trying to play these games in the modern day where the originals don't work very well on what they were intended for, Windows 7 and the like. So we're a couple of years beyond that, but difficult to play the originals and you've had many other people come along and try to do the same thing uh in i'm going to make the defin- definitive version and whether they stick or don't is always this really weird uh situation but we whereas there is already something called like i think it's before the sequel plus which is just no bells and whistles widescreen works on modern systems this looks like it goes a long way to modernize the experience bring it in line with all of the fan games since that it's, um, you know, it revolutionized a lot of 2D fan games in how they presented themselves, the engines they used and stuff like that. Of course, we saw um, perhaps Sonic and the Fallen Star, I think, is the most obvious uh, in recent years uh, tribute to these games. So as a result, I think there's a lot of love towards them now that the uh, now the years have gone on and there's a, a lot of want to 
get those little tweaks in and get it perfected. And this one really does that. Just the small little changes all add up a long way. And even though it's only a one-level demo so far, it really seems like it's going to be a deluxe way to play what is already a well-regarded fan game. So, um, yeah, I, I just thought I was going to talk about it just because it was here, but it actually ended up really wowing me for what it is when so many others in its place have just been sufficient. I think this one, uh, as long as it gets finished, as long as it gets a bit further along, is going to be a great way to play what is already a great game. So, mm -hmm. yeah, I thought I had to throw it in anyway after all that. <laughs> Excellent. Have you? Uh, I have a question actually. Um, I'm not very familiar with the the original. Is this different? Is this trying to replicate the same thing, and or just doing some gameplay tweaks or technical tweaks, or is it like the level design is the same? And so, from what it seems right now, I think the level design is the same. No idea okay. if this continues, if that will change at all. But um, yeah, a lot of it's been in like UI. Um, in particular, the main menu is a lot more user-friendly. Um, there's less crashes as a whole. There's, uh, It's mainly a lot of like new sprites, new the framework around it, um, and just the little polish and touches, new moveset things. Um, just those small little changes like that that all add up into this big package that has just been really a big change over the previous versions of the games, I'd say. So it's more of a quality of life thing, more of a Mania Plus rather than a whole new way to play this necessarily um not quite in line with what you saw in sonic one sms remake where it's a complete overhaul but it's just yeah. polishing what is already a pretty solid game all around so yeah i'd give it a recommend based off that yeah my only gripe with this is the, like the the lack of visibility of some enemies and like spikes and stuff like <laughs> but it's probably me again but um, no, I, I think that's very much known with this game. I think yeah, um, it's... as these as these Lake Feppard Sonic fan games <laughs> went on, he got a little bit better in the level design part department because I find this one a bit rough to go back to. But it's still an important fan game and one that gets a lot mm. of attention because of well, what the developer went on to do and the games it inspired. So I think it's important that it's getting its brushing up finally. So it's been nice to see. Excellent. Excellent. Yeah. Any thoughts, Lewis? Um, I had this one downloaded, but I didn't get a chance to play it. It, it obviously looked very similar to another um, project where someone remastered a Lake Feppard game. Uh, there was one called Sonic After the Sequel Omega, I remember, a few years back, I think, which yeah. very much did a similar thing to Sonic After the Sequel in that it sort of gave it a widescreen presentation, added the drop dash, and just sort of you know made it work a little bit better for more modern systems. Um, so I love that these things exist. I think it's incredible that these games are being preserved because, like uh, Viper says, it is an important game to the fan game community, and it is it is the, the the perfect story, isn't it, for any fan game developer to go on to make their fan games and then go on to indie uh, and actually have great success in the indie space as well. Um, so yeah, I think it, it, it is incredibly important for these th things to be uh, preserved and and definitely you know a little bit more playable to to modern standards in, in, in comparison to the old, you know, its original setup, which was 4.3 display and, you know, and doesn't, didn't have the same breadth of abilities that you do have now in modern mm -hmm. sort of Sonic games. So, yeah, good yeah. stuff. Yeah, makes sense. Great. Cool stuff. So that's Sonic uh, before the sequel. Uh, Redux. I Redux. I, I was trying to look, play that. <laughs> look at that. Sorry? I wish I had the opportunity to play that one. Uh, cause oh, I'm you were able, at the footage. right? 
Yeah, no, I like for, for for some reason when I tried to uh, to play it, the game played at half the speed and like nothing I did worked. And so it was it was very slow, but looking at the footage here now, like just just details like you are running below the clouds and then like the up again. I I just love those kinds of things and I would love to have experienced it. Okay, so there's still time. There's still time to figure yeah, it out. How? I don't know. With what machine? <laughs> if my PC can run it, yours can too. But it's not <laughs> like I have a very good PC. It's not about that. It's just, it's something else. I don't know what it is. I have no clue. I don't know. Okay, so on that note, Lime, what's your next game? Next game, Sonic and Blaze. Okay, nice. <laughs> nice okay. that you said uh, that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm fine. I'm fine. Am I fine? Yeah. Okay. Cool. I'm good. <laughs> um, no, I I just very much loved how this um, played. Um, it's um, it's a 2D game with um, kind of like a graphic style of um, Sonic Advanced, at least when you look at the sprites, but the Sonic Rush kind of feel like with the boost the boosting and like instantly I just felt this is so much fun to play because it controls so well I just like felt felt instantly like powerful just flying through the stage boosting with plays and I it it was awesome just because of that and then you have these um action sequences as well like Later in the game, you get uh, um, chased by um, you know these like r robot fish, and it's getting closer and closer and closer and closer. And just in a nick of time, you um, escape it. And I loved it, like for all, all of those um, reasons. Okay, I actually I looked at it and. Again, prejudice and thought, mm, eh, I don't think this is that great, but maybe I was wrong. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and the way it nice plays makes all the yeah. difference, I feel. Okay. Mm -hmm. Sorry, Lewis. I think it's nice, to see, it's nice to see that there's obviously so many aspects of the community that all take different things from from what they like from the Sonic franchise. And obviously, you know, the modern Sonic, uh, sort of Sonic Rush games in particular, I've, I've obviously really touch certain people in a way that maybe maybe we don't vibe with as much um but like it's, it's just lovely to see again like the breadth of of what people do you know especially this year we there was quite a substantial amount of like advanced or, or ds style fan games and then also quite a substantial amount of 8-bit style fan games as well which is just something you don't really see very often um so it was really nice to just see you know so much of the community really take the aspects that they like and really flesh them out into their own things as well. And yeah, again, this one unfortunately passed me by, but um, it, yeah, the the the, the polish, the, the actual yeah. like yeah, there's the big fish, right? So, <laughs> um, yeah, the polish of the uh, the presentation is is fantastic. I, I, I love the way it looks. Oh no, lime died. Yeah, we're watching it. Oh, some some lime <laughs> reverse. I didn't footage. say I was good at the game. <laughs> <laughs> I just say that I said I liked it. <laughs> it actually looks much better than I assumed. Actually, from from the the footage that I had seen before, 
uh, and it looks like it because I I'm uh, don't get me wrong I I love the Rush games especially the first one so I would enjoy in theory I would enjoy this but I, when I looked at it like the screenshots or something I thought yeah maybe it looks a little, a little bit simplistic maybe it's not that great but I I probably was wrong as per usual I've never ever played the Rush games not okay. a single one. Okay. Oh, get out, Lime. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Time to fix it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I mean, come on. I, 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 yeah, I have a goal to 100% every Sonic game. I am going to get to it, but yeah. Eventually. Eventually, <laughs> Eventually yes. Okay. SD, any, don't any... you dot, dot, dot me in chat. I see you. <laughs> <laughs> any, any thoughts, um, Viper? Uh, I didn't get to play this one, so mm. I can't say I do, but Lime seems to have some very positive impressions on it, so I'm clearly going to have to go back and change it, <laughs> as with yeah. most of the games that I've missed off today's list, clearly, because I'm looking at the footage and going, okay, note that down, note that down, and I mm. get the feeling I'm going to do this for every every single game tonight. <laughs> yeah, that that that's that's what I'm I'm doing as well, yeah, and whatever happens, 1996, password, yeah, remember that. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so as for my second one, um, a little bit of cheating again in in a, in a certain way. Um, so this time, uh, I'm, I'm going all in with with the indie games, and it's Dormi Dormiveglia. I think this is like Italian. I covered this game maybe three years ago, 2020, I think. Uh, on my Twitch channel, uh, I had an interview with the developer uh, of the game on the Sega Lounge as well, because I really enjoyed uh, this game. I, I'm stalling because I'm trying to make this. Okay, <laughs> there we go. Uh, <laughs> uh, there we go. So Dormivelia uh, is a very nice little game. It's like a platformer. Uh, you control a character by the name of Quinn. Uh, she has like a whip which she can use to attack enemies and pull uh, or uh, no, just, just pull, just pull things. Um, and it's, uh, it's, I think it's a very nice uh, looking game. Maybe I'll skip to the gameplay. Uh, the backgrounds amazing. are gorgeous. My only disappointment with this one. So this went on Kickstarter back in 2020, I think it didn't get funded. Uh, but the developers kept on working uh, on the game. I think they set up a Patreon. Um, but there we go. Resident ST remembers this. Nice. So um, my only disappointment with this is that we just, just have this one level, which is the same level that we had back in the day, only more polished, uh, with like cutscenes or better cutscenes and better dialogue. And I think the... The pixel art is a little bit more polished as well. Uh, but I was hoping to see maybe a different stage or something. That's my only... And it's not really a criticism because it's so good looking. It plays so well that I don't really think I can call this a criticism. I just, knowing of this game beforehand, I wanted to play something new. But it's it's a really good looking game. And I hope they... they eventually managed to release the full game and we get to play this because I, I think it's going to be a great one. Very much recommended if you like. Uh, I don't know if it's going to be a Metroidvania style of game, if there's a lot of backtracking or not. Um, I think at the time there was 
they talked about it. I don't know if that changed or not, but there is a little bit of backtracking here in this first level. So you have to save this character and collect the key and go back to the, I think it's the clock tower uh, and open it up and proceed. So maybe in a simple way, there's a little bit of backtracking Metroidvania style, but not something not very hard or complex. So yeah. Have you guys played this? This year or any no, other year? But it, no, but it looks absolutely amazing. Um, I was familiar with the development of it. Um, and again, I think I had played an older build um, that may have appeared at a Sage previously. Um, but yeah, I haven't seen this most recent build and it does look absolutely stunning. Again, it's just lovely to see stuff like this at Sage, I think. Again, it, it, it reminds me a little bit of Freedom Planet, um, which is yeah. another you know big sort of yeah. Sage um success story essentially so um yeah no, i again if they i'd like to see this completed because i think it, it, it deserves its time in the sun mm -hmm. definitely definitely getting some freedom planet vibes yeah so that's my second pick dormivelia check it out So let's go back to Lewis. Nice. Halfway there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Okay. Um, so my next pick is, um, well, we were talking about Lake Fepid quite earlier, and uh, this next game, Sonic Spectre, is heavily, heavily influenced by um, Lake Fepid games. So even though this is a demo release, it's actually very substantial at the moment. There are five complete zones in it with two acts each and a boss stage for each. Um, the boss acts in particular are incredible. Like one of the best things I've seen in a traditional sort of 2D, 2D classic style Sonic game for a while. Um, they play out sort of like stages in themselves. So the bosses will always be this huge contraption that you sort of climb up and do platforming upwards onto. And then once you reach the top, you then have to find the weak points to defeat it. So yeah, it's just this lovely sort of payoff between a boss and an actual stage. You know, it's a lovely sort of melding of both. Um, but yeah, once we get to see some actual gameplay of it, you'll see the influence from uh, from of Lake Feppard on it, because um, the artwork in particular just had just has that look. Um, it's I, I I don't know how how he draws his pixel art, but there's something about it that it's very similar in that regard. Um, but yeah, it's it's a very impressive little game. Um, I just I just again one of these things that just sort of came out of nowhere, and then I was just really surprised at how substantial it was. Um, just a, a very, very generous uh, first demo for a game that I, I wasn't familiar with prior. And um, again, lovely to see Lake Feppard's influence on new Sonic fan games as well. You know, he's, he's, he's obviously just a, a, quite a big name in the scene. You know, it's, it's, it's such an important thing that he is influencing the next sort of generation of people to make their own stuff. Oh, yeah, this is the first boss stage where you fight the Kraken. <laughs> um, so, yeah, like robotics in a big Kraken machine and you basically platform up its tentacles to reach its top and stuff. It's, it reminded me a little bit of like Shadow of the Colossus in, in, in that regard in that like it was a big thing that you had to scale before you could start attacking it. Um, yeah, no, just a really, really impressive little thing. Another one I didn't really see an awful lot of people talking about. I do have a video coming up on this which will go live tomorrow. Um, but um, yeah, I think this is another sort of sleeper hit from Sage that I don't, I didn't really see an awful lot of people talking about. 
Um, but yeah, I was very impressed by it. I think it's a it's a cool little uh, 16-bit style Sonic game, but obviously with the added advantages of nice big widescreen display and lots of lots of colours on screen that you wouldn't get on a Mega Drive. You know, just just cool stuff all around. Really colourful, yeah. Looking really good. Yeah. Shout out to JPN as well, because since your video wasn't out yet, I had to. Find oh, absolutely, JPN. I I keep talking about these other guys and not being on their level and stuff, but like they they make make amazing contact. It's, it's, I'm I'm glad they're out there doing their thing yeah, yeah. Um, because yeah, they definitely this, introduced this me looks, to some stuff I played this year. This looks great. Let let me just yeah, very much. Move on a little bit. Okay. Nice. Yeah. Some w underwater action here. Looking great. I think well. the one uh, the one criticism I'd have of it is that it does suffer from a similar thing that Sonic before the sequel suffers from, in that like the um, color contrast isn't heavy enough. Like sometimes in the stages where there's lots of blue, you kind of lose the sprites in amongst it, um, mm. and it's just it's a little bit too busy sometimes. Um, like in particular, I think the ripple effect on this stage is a little bit too harsh, to be honest with you. Um, but these are little little things that they can touch up in in future releases. You know, it's it's just. You need to you need to make your sprites and characters stand out better from the backgrounds. I think sometimes, and, and fan game developers do get a little bit carried away sometimes, and really <laughs> add a lot of detail and a lot of a lot of similar colors on screen at once. And it's just it's, it becomes a little bit difficult to discern yeah. uh, different yeah. elements from from the game. But um, again, it's it's things that they can tweak. You know, it's 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 not too too hard to to change the color contrast with your graphics. Okay. Yeah. And you know. Kudos to them for for using some Echo the Dolphin sprites and and content there, like the yeah. I, I think that this, uh, it's a it's a shame um, we're only getting Knuckles' sprite sheet because um, I think Sonic's sprite sheet himself is actually the same one as the one from Sonic after the sequel. I was like, oh okay, okay. <laughs> there's your there's your Lake Feppard influence right away. <laughs> awesome stuff. Awesome stuff. Have you played this one, Viper? Uh, I can't say I have. I hadn't heard of it until just now. Uh, you know the drill of where that's going to go. But no, I yeah, I'm seeing all the influence that Lewis is saying here, front and center. I have to say, I can absolutely see where the criticisms are coming in as well, though equally because I can see Knuckles just fine in the stage, but Sonic, I have no chance of seeing him in this. Yeah. Combined with that massively huge, like almost heat wave screen effect, it's so extreme. That's kind of what it reminds me of. It would be used for in other fan games. It's just so wavy and <laughs> a little bit out there, but <laughs> the level design looks looks like it's got it down and these big, huge, grand levels, which was always one of the uh, strong points of those games, I'd say. So mm. looks looks pretty good to me, and it's a pretty meaty demo, like you said. So clearly, uh, clearly one of the good ones from this year's one. Excellent. So this is a great shout. Yeah, definitely... Oh, look at this. Mm. looks really good. Yeah, <laughs> yeah the, the cutscenes are a little limited. They're, <laughs> there's just sort of like, uh, just like flat screens that change between. And yes, Black Doom does make an appearance. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> it is, again, it's one of those things, isn't it? It's just, it's lovely to see like what games people really vibe with and really want to sort of like take influence from. That was an ad, by the way. But yeah, <laughs> that was a YouTube, a YouTube ad. Okay. So, so, uh, you know, Black Doom, you know, instant win. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but okay, so this is a, a great one. Sonic Spectre. I, actually, that this one flew by me as well. So thank you for, for recommending this one. So coming up next, one of the, the games that I've played but struggled with, Viper. Not, not, not Viper the game, but 
Uh, Viper's uh. pick for game. No, <laughs> Viper isn't a game yet. Viper, the video game coming soon. So I'm guessing it sounds like we possibly have the same criticism of this game, but every other aspect of it is so impressive that I couldn't not want to talk about it. And I think this also ties back into the being cast into the uh, this certain type of character who's got to talk about uh, these certain games. It, it's it's the big night <laughs> fan game of the Sage uh, Expert this year. Because, of course, down to the logo and um, a lot of the... Uh, games we saw in the trailer, there's a really big uh, emphasis on Knights this year, which is always great to see, of course, because there's been a severe lack of fan games for the most part, I'd say, for what is still a pretty popular franchise. Um, but in the case of this one, uh, I, I forget its exact name. And there we go. My, Knights Moonlight Dreams. This was the one that stood out to me immediately, just because of well, not because of the Sega-driven intro we're seeing right here. That's on all of the videos. <laughs> but, but also, but also, not only the because... The but... graphics. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, if you can see it on stream right now, just look at it. If not, go to the uh, the Sonic Fan Games HQ website because it's just really stunning to look at. Um, it plays very well like Knights as well, with perhaps the improvements you would expect in the modern day. It... it as a whole, the perspective and the art style uh, really hark back to, of all things, the Knights into Dreams score attack minigame yes. for the GBA. <laughs> if you ever uh, played that through Fancy Star Online, uh, mm. there you go. I think that's its biggest inspiration. And I ended up getting that game on cartridge because I love just the novelty of it. So seeing it fleshed out into this really gorgeous looking thing with a bit more depth. Um, I, I think it's got calendar features as well. Uh, I don't know if the video here shows it off, but I did hear that there is uh, Christmas Nights content in there as well, uh, which I didn't personally get to test. But of course, it's, if you've got nights, you've got to have Christmas Nights. It's hand in hand. But uh, I think going back to what Casey was saying as well, having some problems with it, um, the control scheme might not be perhaps to everyone's taste. And I think that... I really struggled with it as well as someone who spent a lot of time in both Journey of Dreams and Nights into Dreams. Um, it, even that score attack minigame I mentioned, I think it's very heavily optimized for keyboard controls, but even on a keyboard, it feels a little bit too sensitive. Like instead of going in a perfect circle, like I'd expect, I quite often just go in these these weird ovals, these weird loops and therefore it's a, it's a touch difficult to control. Currently there's no gamepad support, so you'd hope uh, as things progress, there maybe will be some gamepad support and it will fix that. But yeah. even mapping the keyboard controls to a controller, I still had the same problem, sadly. But even in spite of that, I think it says a lot about it that I was willing to overlook what I found to be a pretty difficult and restricting control scheme just because I wanted to talk about it that much because it really is that impressive in every other aspect that it deserves every bit of love and praise that I've seen for it this year right now, because uh, of course more nights content, lovely, but more good nights <laughs> content as well. And stuff that feels like maybe in this weird fever dream, this could have happened. Perfect. I love it. And mm. yeah, I I'd, I'd give this a recommend to people, even, even in spite of that, maybe don't start here. If you've never played a game in the series before, I don't think it will be a very good introduction. But if you've, say, played the Saturn original, then you'll really like what this has got going for it. Yes. Yeah. You'll yeah, know I'll what to do based on that. if you've played the original. Yeah. 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 Exactly. 
So the reason yeah. we're, why we're we're looking at uh, footage from the Sega Driven YouTube channel is because I recorded footage myself, but this is much better in terms of gameplay. <laughs> 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 Mine was incredibly embarrassing because uh, I, I just <laughs> I struggled with the keyboard controls. Uh, so this this flows much better. It's so amazing. Yeah. Kudos to Lewis. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you very much. And, uh, it was it was still a, a bit of a challenge to play with the old keyboard controls. I will reiterate on on that criticism. It does it does really need um, yeah actual uh, analog stick controls because unfortunately nights without analog stick controls is kind of kind of against the point, right? It's it's yeah. it's a flying game where you need that nuance, uh, and at the moment it just doesn't have that. Digital controls just don't cut it, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's something that I, I could definitely see them implementing at some point in the future. Obviously, it just it just didn't happen in time for this year's Sage, which is a shame. But um, similar to Viper's comments, I think this is a really, really gorgeous thing. Um, sorry I didn't get a chance to capture any sort of calendar stuff because, um, again, I... Um, I very much just sort of capture what I can uh, my first playthrough and, and just let um, and, and use that as my B-roll. But if I remember correctly, once I completed the first stage, you unlocked Winter Nights instead of it being ah, a calendar right. thing. So okay. um, I'm not entirely sure how the calendar stuff works, to be honest with you. It, it may well still be um, a function that unlocks when you set the date to the right thing. But um, mm-hmm. I think, yeah, I think once you completed the first stage, you unlocked it just to select from the menu, essentially. So um, just another way to get to it, I guess. Okay. Okay. Nice. Have you played this, Lime? No, I haven't. Uh, in fact, I've not played a single night game ever. We're learning a lot I'm about s- Lime this stream, aren't we? And it's I'm, not good, quite frankly. I'm sorry. Will I get cancelled now? Are you going to kick me out? Hopefully. <laughs> it it kind of depends. It hopefully. If justice exists. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> Uh, good answer. Uh, no, it depends Look, on your, I, I your never next had pick. a Saturn. I never, I never like had any. You're on a PC. Opportunity, <laughs> no opportunity to play. Was it released on PC at the time? It was no, but oh, okay. not the time. No, no, no well, a few years ago. A few years ago. So it's well, a few years ago. Doesn't it didn't help me then when it was out. So you know, <laughs> I didn't get to grow up you with have it. Plenty so of timeline. This is no. Excuse. I didn't get. I didn't get to grow up with it. <laughs> so maybe you can so redeem like, yourself. Maybe you can redeem yourself by by t- talking yeah, about your still next time. pick. This, this is key. Actually, <laughs> keep talking about this because I because I, I need to. Yeah, keep talking about not Just having played footage, nights. Yeah, but... I need to find the footage. Yes. <laughs> so yes. So you didn't play nights. That's a shame. Oh my god. So, so you <laughs> must have had a Wii like at least, Lime, right? You must have had a Wii to try and play the sequel at some point, right? Like, oh, I, I did have a Wii. a Wii. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah but, you know, at that point it was too late, you know? Because, you know, I'd already grown up. So, I, you know... You'd left childish things behind. Yes, of course. Yes. <laughs> so, gaming no, behind I didn't get into contact with those games. things. <laughs> Sorry? Yeah, I said you left all those childish games behind exclusively in favor of Sonic games, so... <laughs> yes, exactly, exactly. Yeah, Thank only you, ma- you understand me. For you now. <laughs> <laughs> well, look, you know, Tales speaks about being a burden now, so it's clearly now, um, you know, meant to be for adults, this, this franchise. So, yeah. 
It's Definitely. for depressed adults now. Yeah. It's fine. Mental health <laughs> issues, yes. I do think that growing up with a series like does have an effect, though. Uh, like I did grow oh, up yeah. with Sonic, and mm-hmm. I mean, if it, I discovered Sonic it, today, would I love it as much? Uh, yeah. It, in defense of like not playing nights, it is a very acquired taste. I think. <laughs> um, yeah. It, it either clicks or it doesn't, it is, it is. and. Yeah. Um, that was that was another one of my criticisms for that night's moonlight dreams. Actually, is that it? It's missing the tricking from the original game, so yeah. you can't really yeah, yeah. Like yeah. high scores. Um, so yeah, that that's, that seemed to be a common thing across a lot of the nights fan games I played this year. So they all seem to be missing the tricking feature. Um, so yeah, a um, little bit of a shame, but it's it's again something that they can implement in future, something to build on. And we are now ready to talk about your next <laughs> pick line. <laughs> Thank you very much for that, for stalling. Uh, (laughs) But bottom line is, for shame, Lime, for shame. Anyway, your next pick. (laughs) Your next pick, buddy. (laughs) For shame, Lime, you should get cancelled. But please talk about the next game that you picked. (laughs) Yeah. uh, Sonic Test Labs uh, caught my eye because of the, like, art style that it had it has definitely a specific art style in the stage after this absolutely gorgeous like they really know how to play with uh color and it was just like inviting me because of that and then i then i uh, played it and it's you know it's a sonic game i love it and it's 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 speedy and it has this like Section that I don't remember from other uh, other Sonic games that, that that I thought was clever, like you, you you needed to get through a part, and there were these like um, things you can hide hide behind, and then there was this thing in the middle. I kept like here, kept shooting things at you. Oh, the sniper section. To, like, yeah, 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 yeah. And so you had to stay like behind like the things before you could keep going. And I thought that was a very clever level design. I absolutely enjoyed uh, that. So like the art style, the gameplay, I very much um, enjoyed it. Like you, you, you really feel the thrill of speed, if you will, there. So Yeah, it's got yeah. this like comic book aesthetic, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah but definitely. Uh, I did there, if I would have some uh, criticisms, there were some parts where I was just very lost about what to do. Uh, I did figure it out eventually, but I, like, you know, there were things that were not clear at all. I didn't know where to go, and I, I felt a little lost, but, yeah. Yeah, and it so, looks good. It looks really yeah. good. Is, is, is it, it like, possible just, to... Just the to, stage, to, or...? No, is it possible to skip like several minutes to the other uh, this stage? I have like what twenty minutes, I think, of this stage <laughs> or something. <laughs> oh, here we go. One? Here we go. Here we okay. Go. Look there at go. this. Look at how beautiful this is. Look at how they play around with colors to make it like like graphically. It's like it's not very realistic, but the art style just like makes things pop and this is what definitely drew me in like just how this looks it's um very very beautiful gorgeous really yeah nice have you guys played this one 
Lewis or Viper? I haven't. Yes, I've, I've oh. played this one. Um, unfortunately, I'm not going to be as positive. <laughs> um, <laughs> it, 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 it has um, issues running at lower frame rates, which the developer has spoken about. Um, it is very much uh, catered towards higher-end uh, graphics settings, and unfortunately, I don't have that, so it was very unresponsive oh. for me. Um, so that was a little bit of a shame. I did find that the homing attack didn't work correctly a lot of the times, and I was taking damage even though I was homing attacking enemies. Um, and um, there is a section at the end of that that Metal Harbor-style stage where you have to do just the most ornate sequence of homing attacks on all these different, uh, like, boosters and, and, and springs, and it's just yeah, so yes. involved yeah. that I thought it was a little bit too difficult for its own good. That part I agree with you. I had um, I had uh, difficulty with, with with this part as well. Like this you, is the part you, yeah. here. Yeah. Yes, yeah. indeed. I have a, I had difficulty oh with God. this part. Yeah. Clearly, I definitely <laughs> agree with there. But, but but again, you know, like it's 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 a very very pretty game. I think there's potential here to make something very good. But I do feel like a lot of these modern Sonic games do suffer from not actually designing a stage almost. There's too much pitfall and not enough stage, you know? Like, if you're going to have a 3D game, I feel like you should encourage exploration, and this doesn't feel like it encourages it. It actually feels like it's actively punishing it. Um, so that's a little bit of a shame. I think they really need to sort of tweak the stage design a little bit to, to be a little bit more forgiving, because if you're going to move around in a 3D space, you can't... I don't think it's reasonable to ask this much of the player, especially in the first stage of your demo. So <laughs> yeah. yeah, just a little bit too involved for me. But I, I do agree that the art style is incredible. I think the actual control setup is very good and very responsive. It's just a, a case of the homing attack doesn't quite work correctly at, at lower frame rates. I mean, look, look, look at my gameplay here. <laughs> I keep dying, dying so much over and over rates. and over again. <laughs> Maybe we should move on right, to another part of the footage. <laughs> Oh like no, this here, is where you get sure? stuck, Another right? One? Yes, here, here is where, is where I got stuck. lost. Like, what do you do here? What do you do here? Oh, 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 like, I don't know where to go. And then I was supposed I to, like, find to a way to go under, under it. I was supposed yeah. to roll under this. And, like, there is no way to f see that. Like, I just feel very lucky that I just happened to do that. Otherwise, it's just like, like, there is no indication at all there. And... Okay, so that's Sonic yeah, Test Labs. Something to to consider to to check out. Yeah, I mean, I mean, the the thing here about some of these games or some of these demos is that there's a lot of room for, um, you know, improvement for, and like we said, if people are you know giving the correct kind of criticism, the developers can take that and. and and as well, like part. I think there are there are so many different types of Sonic fan now that it's if this might might look very attractive to certain people that uh, mm -hmm. and it's it's just a case of that this this wasn't really doing it for me so it's it's not mm -hmm. fair to completely just write this one off. I think if you like the look of this and you like a bit of modern Sonic, then I think it's certainly worth checking out because there's there's not anything really that looks this good. I think in a in a three D Sonic space at the moment. I think it's going to age beautifully because it's got this lovely cell shading effect. So, um, mm. yeah, it, it's definitely got that going for it. Yeah. yeah. D? Lime? Only D? Mm. For shame. <laughs> What's wrong with the D? What's wrong with the D? Nothing. Nothing at all. Nothing at all. Yeah, well, there we go. <laughs> Thought so. Instead of D, what about T? 
That's my oh, this was a really bad segue. Uh, oh. My next game is Tori for Saturn. Uh, I wasn't familiar with Tori. Were you guys familiar with this before, Sage? No, I'm familiar with the original Tori. Yeah, okay. um, because it's like notoriously one of the cheapest games you can get on Switch. It's like yeah. <laughs> always like a, a pound. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and it's I, a very actually, good little platform. I, I bought the 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 original two. So it's Tori 3D and uh, Tori 2, I think. Uh, they're both on on uh, Steam. So I, I bought them both for like 99 cents uh, in terms of euros. So um, after playing this, after playing this demo, they're a little bit different, but um, Tori is a very nice little platformer, a 3D platformer. So you play as a, like a bird with sunglasses for some reason. Um, and in this one, uh, I, pl I, I haven't played the second one, Tori 2, but the, the Tori 3D, which I assume is the first game, um, is not as fast-paced. Uh, this one is really, really fast-paced. Uh, and if you're... So I was trying to explore, but you're not meant to explore. You're just meant to just keep going and collect <laughs> stars. And I was trying to go back and to collect the other star that I left behind. You're just supposed to keep going and um, connect moves and... Uh, Homing attacks and stuff, yeah. This they lie. Left trigger centers <laughs> the camera. It doesn't. It moves the camera around. No, it doesn't center the camera. You have to do it manually. I thought I could attack enemies. Obviously, I can't. <laughs> so this is just like a almost a an endless runner in a way. Not not that you keep moving, but you you should keep moving. You attack these stars to give you some more momentum. You are not supposed to touch enemies. No, don't do this. Don't do this. Play the game as it is supposed to be played. So just keep going like this. Don't try to attack enemies. But at some point, you just... It gets a little bit hard to, to uh, control the character and the camera angles become a little bit too hectic. So because you're just like moving in a circle from building to building... Uh, I, I restarted at some point. You're just moving and the camera moves with you. Uh, actually, no, the camera doesn't move with you. The camera stays uh, at the same angle all the time. You have to adjust the camera as you keep going. And that sometimes can be a little bit disorienting, um, especially when you're going really, really, really fast. But I really like this one. I think it has, you know, it's not going to be anything groundbreaking, but it's a fun little platformer. Um, you can probably complete it in like I'm guessing a couple of hours at most, um, judging by this first stage. It looks nice. It's a toy for Saturn. <laughs> so they were going like for a, a Saturn aesthetic. Uh, and it's just a fun little platformer. So recommended for uh, some fun times. And I recommend the other games as well. They are already available because they're just less than a euro or a pound or whatever your currency is. So why not try them? Yeah. Have you guys played this one? No. No? No. Nope. I didn't Looks play nice this though. one specifically, but I have played Tori 3D um, mm. to completion. And this looks very similar. Um, like, uh, I mean, they're definitely gone for, like you say, a, a bit of a different aesthetic uh, choice with this one. Um, I don't know if it, if it does the same thing that the original game does in that um, as the game progresses, it gets a little bit 
how do I describe it? Um, horror, like Sonic EXE almost. Like it starts to to influence, you know, like add all these sort of like creepy things happen okay. as, as the game progresses. <laughs> um, but I don't know if they've decided to dump that as an aesthetic because, um, yeah, I, I think it, it works fine as a, as a cute little 3D platformer that you know can be approachable to anybody. I don't know why the first game felt the need to to delve into little horror aspects every now and again, but um, yeah. Um, they're great little controlling games. It's I, I I can't remember if you had free control over the camera in the first one as well. To be honest with you, but it's I it think felt you like did. Mani- it yeah, is, it felt quite manageable on Switch. One, yeah, I felt okay. quite manageable on Switch. Um, maybe it's a case of like having that extra stick for camera control is a lot like more comfortable than it is using shoulder buttons essentially. Yeah. yeah. Um, so um, yeah, I, I I do like the Tory games. I think um, yeah, if you like a three D platformer, then you're certainly not going to get anything better at that price. <laughs> um, so, yeah, well worth checking out at least. High totally, praise. If, if you like the look of it. <laughs> yeah, I really enjoyed this one. Thought, thought this was a like a nice little uh, demo that you know people who enjoy 3D platformers should, should like as well. Okay. So, moving on to our fourth pick. And we'll start with Lewis. <gasps> Surprise. Okay. Um, so you're going to think I'm absolutely crazy, but my, my, my favorite pick from this year's Sage was Sonic McOrigins Plus. <laughs> uh, surprising, nobody, surprising nobody who knows me because I have a, a bit of a, a penchant for LCD games. I don't know why, but I just find them fascinating. Um, but what I want to highlight with this one is not the quality of the games themselves, <laughs> because they are very simplistic and repetitive, and you will get bored of them very quickly. But what I want to highlight is the sheer effort of the Sonic community to archive and preserve things like this. Like, Sega are not going to preserve these games in any way, right? So the fact that the Sonic community are going out of their way to not only digitally preserve some of the McDonald's LCD games, but all of them from 2003 to 2005, um, and put this much effort into the presentation where you can actually... So wh- while I'm playing this, right, you can use the keyboard or you can put your mouse on the on-screen LCD and press the buttons on the LCD unit themselves to use the, to, to play the game like you would the real deal. It's also like available for like four different operating systems, and one of them is Android for mobile, so you can play it on the go. Um, nice. So it's just the sheer effort that's gone into this project that is quite astounding, honestly. Like this is why the Sonic community is amazing. You know, like uh, they there are fans out there that will put this much effort into a project into preserving games that really don't deserve to be preserved. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I just, I I found this entirely fascinating. I've been meaning to cover these on my channel for ages, but I can't get my units to work anymore because the batteries run out and trying to change them is actually quite destructive. You do kind of just end up destroying the battery compartment trying to change the batteries. But yeah, look, you've got the the scans of the instructions are available. You can look at the, you can look at both sides of the, the actual game unit. You can look at it open and closed if it's got a a compartment oh it's just what an astounding like amount of effort to put into something like this i think digital preservation is incredibly important as well i've got to say like i think regardless of the quality of the product if someone put 
you know, work into developing a game, regardless of what it is, it deserves to be preserved. And this project does that. So that's, that's, that's why it's my pick of this age. I think it's just an astounding piece of work that nobody else would ever bother to do. <laughs> but the Sonic community will do it. They will preserve anything if it's got Sonic on it. Um, so, yeah, I just, what, a, what an amazing little thing. Yeah. How many games again? Oh, um, in total, I think it's like 30. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Amazing. No, no, it's probably not that many. It's probably about 20, but still, it's it's still. every single LCD game they released yeah. between 2003 and 2005. That's amazing. That's amazing. Have you guys tried this one? I actually saw this on no. your on, on Lewis's channel, so and I thought, oh, this is amazing. I, I'll, I'll need to try this, but it's, you know, some other time, but this is amazing. The concept itself... Like he said, it's, it's just amazing. Have you guys tried it, Lime Viper? No, no. I think I've tried the actual LCDs, but not <laughs> but not this. But half the experience for me was waiting for Lewis's video on it, and it didn't disappoint because I think I just <laughs> lived through that instead. I knew immediately that this was, <laughs> this was going to appeal. And also, I, I really admire Casey's uh, dedication in not playing the uh, the commercial during the <laughs> during the on screen video parts. Here, it, it's it's great work from you. Congrats. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, so the, this the game is... already covers that when you when you when you sele when you select those LCD games that are featured in the Pakistani commercial, you get the announcement of the title oh, no. for the advert. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Awesome, very good. So that's that's Lewis's uh, number one pick, Sonic Book Origins Plus, Viper. I, I don't know if you if you went the same way, like in order of preference or not. I did indeed. So okay. uh, my number one makes me traitorous or something like that. So not at all, <laughs> not at all. If you hadn't mentioned this, I would have. So oh, that's perfect. Okay then. Well, I guess. Uh, I guess based on that, you've got you've got the audio ready, so I don't need to buffer for too long here. So, yes. it's uh, my number one was Bub's Big Blowout, um, which really surprised me because I guess now it's it it doesn't feel right to say, but it is technically a bygone era. But my only real experience with Bubble Bubble is having played Flash Game clones of it back in about two thousand and five. I've never actually sat down and played a proper Bubble Bubble game. I played, uh, I've got really into the Puzzle Bubble series over the last couple of years and uh, like even a bit of Rainbow Islands here and there, but I've never sat mm -hmm. down and properly played these ones aside from maybe a select handful of experiences, but having experienced them through these other weird, bad Flash games almost, um, you have this impression of what a Bubble Bubble fan game is going to be and how it's going to play, but this is just incredible. It's all the quality you'd expect from an official Taito release and more, and it really takes uh, what is a pretty uh, repetitive gameplay loop, I'd say, for the original 2D games. It takes it, flips it on its head, and adds a lot of replayability, a lot of uh, depth into the actual gameplay side of it. Uh, as you see here now on the screen, you can move I, I between would, these I had no clue I, what I was doing there. 
you know? <laughs> I don't think I have. Uh, you can watch Casey die, apparently. <laughs> but okay. At some point, I, I realize what I'm supposed to do, yes. Yeah. <laughs> it takes a while, especially with the keyboard controls, to get used to it. But yes. once you do, once you get what it's going for, it's like, oh, this is a really, not only polished, which I wasn't expecting for something of its scope, mm-hmm. um, is really professionally done. And yeah, so much more depth than a typical bubble bubble game because you do have this full 3d perspective here and uh, as you can now see you can actually play it in the 3d perspective not just in that 2d side scroll a bit um oh, i don't think you can hear audio right now as far as i'm aware but no, you no, also no, get no, like no. L- no, yeah have so i'll explain you can get like little retro remixes when you go into that 2d perspective as well and then it switches back to like a fully orchestrated um almost official quality remix. I don't know if it is necessarily or not. I would assume it's fan-made. I didn't see the credits, but mm. a, a lot of this just is above and beyond what they're doing with the actual Bubble Bubble series right now. <laughs> I'd love to see this as an official entry. And yeah, so much polish, so so many new ideas and fresh takes on it. And um, you could spend hours and hours in this, which is... Mm. Uh, before I get before you could spend hours and hours before getting bored or really feeling like the gameplay is getting repetitive. Which, as much as I love the original formula, I don't think you could say that within one or two loops you've experienced bubble bubble. But here, there's just so much to do. It's a real extension on the formula and very impressive. Because um, although I think they're still doing some great stuff with the franchise with like the recent Switch version, I think this is a case of the fans going. Yeah, but look what we can do, and it actually being a little bit better than the official entries. So it's really interesting to see if something like this will get picked up. Who knows if uh, if Taito have any sense, they'll give this the license, but I somewhat doubt that personally. But regardless, I hope to see more of this because this blew me away, and it had to be my number one spot because it's so, so impressive. Um, I don't know if anyone else, uh, like Casey yeah, said, felt definitely. the same. I think yes. I think kind of what I'm... <laughs> about yes, to hear so, but go ahead yeah. then <laughs> i i i downloaded this because of the title i th- i i enjoy the the originals and thought let's see what they make with this maybe it's just like a i assumed it was like maybe a simplistic version of the originals or maybe like a little bit more polished hd or something like that I wasn't expecting this. I died a lot here, I think, in this part. <laughs> There's another part where I die a lot, which uh, where you have to uh, jump on the bubbles, like uh, oh, to get yes. through a large gap. That was... In the next level, right? It's the next level, yes. Uh, yes. That was a pain <laughs> with the c- keyboard controls. But this is amazing. This is just amazing. I, I wasn't expecting anything like this at all. It was the the level of detail, the 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 amount of content as well you have here. Like you said, the music is nice because it's it reminded me of those um, Super Mario 3D World and 3D Land stages where you yeah. move from 3D to 2D and you have like the 2D soundtracks and then you go yeah. back to the 3D uh, you know view when you have the orchestra versions. So it was a nice touch as well. But this is. I think a really obscure uh, IP when you consider everything, yeah. right? And the fact that, like you said, they aren't doing m- much with the the franchise, so it's a really obscure game to to do this with or an IP to work on. I think so. This surprised me a lot, but in a very positive way, very positive way. So definitely one of my favorite games of the of this year's Sage as well. 
Sorry, Sonic. <laughs> Anyone else tried this one? <laughs> I have it downloaded, ready to go, but um, yeah, I didn't get to it, unfortunately, because I had to focus on the Sega stuff for the channel. Yeah. Um, but I will be playing this because um, I do love me a bit of Bubble Bubble. And um, just, just that initial reveal going from the 2D stage into the 3D area, I was like, that's... That's beautiful. Like, what, a, <laughs> what an incredible piece of work. Like, that, that's your money shot right there. That's, that's incredible. Yeah. If, if this is selling the game for you, you know, you'll pretty much enjoy it even more because you'll be able to play it better than I do with, with these <laughs> awful keyboard controls. But, yeah, yeah. Great game. Great game. I don't know if we, we get to that stage where... Oh, look at this transition. It's really nice. You go from 3D yeah, to 2D. I think it's round here, isn't it? Yeah, this is the. I think this is after that little bit where you have to jump on your own bubbles, which is a pain. But the level of detail is amazing. Yeah. So recommended, definitely. Get Highly. Two thumbs up. Yeah, <clears throat> from uh, both of us. So that's Viper's number one, and we're we've now reached. Lime's number four, which is probably Lime's number one as well. <laughs> yeah, I, I also, I also, I also sorted them <laughs> after after preference. Okay. So uh, okay. this one is definitely, definitely my favorite. Sonic Three Chronicles. Mm -hmm. I like play this, play this. It's I I screamed, like I literally screamed. It was that good. I absolutely loved it. Like. On paper, it is basically like they take the um, uh, multiplayer stages and make uh, a one-player experience out of them. And, you know, fine. But they add so much to it. They add interesting like mechanics, interesting ideas. Uh, they uh, blend that with these uh, awesome uh, uh, action sequences where you just go very fast and you just burst through obstacles. And um, to that, they have um, absolutely amazing remixes of the songs. I, I kid you not, like I, I just, for many of these songs, I just like put down the controller and just listen to it because it was that good. So with that and like all of the creativity and like the gameplay things that they add, um, it's, it's very rich when, when, it, when it comes to that. It is absolutely amazing. I was overjoyed the whole time I played through this. Absolutely amazing. So just skipping to parts of different levels as well, so people can see mm. what you're saying. Oh, right? so this is interesting. So they made the the, the competition stages into yeah. actual single player stages. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, indeed. Okay. Uh, I, I had this one downloaded, but didn't get a chance to play it. So this is really interesting to say. Oh wow, Azure Lake as well. Yeah. It is a lot uh, better than it looks, I guess. Like once you experience it. Um, you have your, yourself and like how, how balanced it is. It's, yeah, I, cause these are like full stages, right? Not just the, cause the competition yes. stages are very short. 
Yes, indeed. These are like they full are full fledged stages. stages. Yeah. Yes, they are full mm -hmm. uh, one player experiences. And it's, it's, it's not just the stages remade, they add a lot to it and a lot of interesting things. Like here's like one of those action sections, like you just like run on water, burst through things, and then you something like bounces you up in the air and you fly and you know, it's, those are lots of fun as well. This is really fascinating. I, I, I think I, I kind of incorrectly assumed it was like just sort of Sonic 3 Air. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think that's what I, after, after I saw Lime playing this, I realized I was wrong about what the, the concept of this was. I assumed it was like another Sonic 3, um, not remake, but take on Sonic 3 with a few tweaks or mm, something. Mm. Yeah. You have something here? Okay. I was trying to get to, to Balloon Park. There we go. Oh. All right, here, here, here they shoot balloons at you. At you. <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's difficult to get through. That's not a but it was lots of, But it was lots of fun, like doing that. Like, and I, I feel it's a genius thing to do because it could be um, throwing enemies at you, said so you get hurt and lose rings and die, uh, and that would just be annoying. But since it's uh, balloons, you just get pushed back. And you can keep trying. So the fact that there are balloons is a very good choice if they're going to do something like that. Excellent. Resident SD says, Balloon Park Act 2 theme is ridiculous. Ridiculous. Hmm. So, nice music. <laughs> that, well. looks, that looks incredible. Um, I do wonder, like, whether the, you've had to redraw, like, all the graphics from the competition stages in a higher resolution or whether they're available in a higher resolution and it's just sort of like an interlaced mode where... It squashes mm. them down on the original Mega Drive game or not, but that's that's an incredible like amount of effort to turn the competition stages into proper single player stages. That's that's incredible. I really want to try this now. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, everyone should really try this. Like this footage doesn't even do it justice. Excellent. So that's your pick for this year's Sage <laughs> Sonic Three Chronicles. Yeah, uh, which reminded me of the the Sonic Chronicles uh, project that they were working on. Which I mean, I, <laughs> I think that oh, might have been another oh, thing that kind of stopped me from playing it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think I think that's it. I think I thought I looked at uh, oh, the name, the, the name, and thought, <laughs> okay, no, the... this is a Sonic Chronicle. Sonic Three turned into Sonic Chronicles, like an RPG. Maybe that was my train of thought there. Man, oh remember. wow! Yeah. yeah, I tried the other one. Nope. I could try it for like two or three minutes and quit. It's Sonic. Oh, 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 also, like oh, oh, oh. this, I laughed so much at, at this. Like, you know, they have the, the TV with the, with Eggman on it. And if you hit it, you get hit. Like you, yeah. you, you get damage. Yeah. Uh, they, they, they've added slow shoes. Oh. <laughs> like you have speed shoes that gives you speed usually, but here they make you slow. So they have like two TVs here now that you don't want to um, hit. Because like it, it slows down the music, everything goes down like <laughs> okay. this and you can't run fast. And it's like, well, why would you do that? I don't know. Like, it's fun when it happens. It's a fun uh, idea because like you're trying to avoid them and the punishment for not being able to is... 
you know, that. And I, it made that me boss fight got real, really fast. Mm. <laughs> it turned from balloons to, to bombs really fast. Yeah, <laughs> <indeed>. <laughs> this looks like a lot of fun. Yeah, definitely going to try this after we're, we're done here. Yeah, I, I have it downloaded, just didn't play it. Okay, so that leaves me with my last one. <clears throat> this is a very, sorry, this is a very uh, special and different kind of game. Um, and let me stall for a little bit to see if I have the footage ready. <laughs> I think I do. Um, so actually, I do. Actually, I do. This is called uh, "We Took That Trip." Okay, so it's it's a different kind of experience uh, from everything else we've been talking about. I just wanted to highlight it because it's uh, not really my type of game, the game that I play like every time, every day or something. But this is a really interesting uh, experience. So you're supposed to be on a road trip with your van. Uh, and it's not really that easy to control. Um, I unfortunately don't have a lot of footage from the actual, the, the meat of the game, which is driving your van. But uh, it's supposed to be that. You, you drive your van, you have to uh, fix it when it breaks down, you have to find fuel, uh, it runs on like garbage that you find. There's like a, 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 a he engineered a system to turn trash into fuel. Uh, and every little thing that you do in real life, you have to do. Like if you have to, you just you don't just point and click uh, to the van and enter it. No, you have to point to the handle and open the door. Then you have to point to the, the seat and you sit down and then you have to point to the handle again to close the door. And then you have mm. to turn the keys and uh, turn on the radio and turn off the radio. Um, so that that's how it works. I'm just going to... Move a little bit further. So I, at this point, had things in my hands because I didn't know what to do with them <laughs> that I picked from the, the garbage can. Uh, so you, you, every little thing that you want to do, you have to, you know, perform an action. Uh, even mm. driving, even driving, uh, which is kind of tricky, especially since you're using the keyboard and the mouse at the same time. It, that's not something that I'm very familiar with. I'm not a very big PC gamer, so I'm more used to using a control. You have the instructions, like the instruction uh, manual that he made for his van, uh, how you can refuel it with with garbage, with anything, objects that you can find. Um, he explains that if you run out of battery, you have to bump start the car. If you run out of uh, fuel, you have to bump start the car, uh, how you can do that. <laughs> and every little thing here is an action that you have to perform in-game. You have to click on things to make things happen. Um, let me just move a little bit closer to the end of the footage to to show you what, what I mean in terms of driving. So I turn on the radio, I turn on the lights, right? And I try to move the car. I think, okay, we're good. No, have to, you know, get it into gear. And then you control it with the keyboard and the mouse at the same time, which mm -hmm. is a little bit tricky. Oh. 
and that's that's how this works. And um, I don't I didn't record a lot of footage, but it's a don't really crash. enjoyable game. the The soundtrack is amazing. It's like a synth wave. If you're into that sort of thing, the visuals are great, and I definitely recommend this for uh, something that I I don't really know. I haven't played it to completion. It's available on Steam, by the way. The demo. It's not on the. You, if you go to the Sage website, it takes you to Steam. You can download it there. There, um, and it's something different. It's like a different experience of driving and engineering. And for that alone, I thought it was worth a mention in a game that I really enjoyed. And it's something different. So I, I wanted, wanted to go with different things <laughs> and not just the Sonic games. Because that's, I think, the beauty of Sage as well at this point. It's not just about the Sonic games, but the amount of indie games and good indie games that we get. And the fact that indie developers who probably maybe are not even part of the, or have never been part of the Sonic community, but choose Sage as a, a platform to promote their games. That's amazing, I think. And that speaks volumes of the, the you know, the reputation that the event has at this point. Did I so I just say... wanted to like clarify, like, yeah. is it, when you're, when you're playing it, is it quite, I don't want to say quop, but you know, like, is, is it supposed to be over involved to the point that it's funny or is it just <laughs> like or is it supposed to be quite chill and relaxed because the, the visual style and the presentation of it all reminds me of a indie game called wide ocean big jacket which is uh, a game where you go on a camping trip essentially and it's very chill and you're basically sort of letting the story unfold and it's not that involved as such like it's very much sort of like trying to give you a very sort of relaxed experience and it's very sort of chill and cozy Whereas this kind of has a look of a cozy game, but it, by, by the way you're describing it, it sounds very sort of involved, like almost to the point that it's yeah. over-involved for laughs. Yeah, maybe a little bit. Uh, I mean, I think they're trying to go for a, a chill vibe in terms of uh, not okay, just the looks, sense. but the soundtrack, soundtrack as well. And the, the, the theme of the game as well. So you're supposed to be going on this road trip and meet your friends, I think. Um, but... It's not that chill if you consider that you have to, you know, you can't just, you, you're not on autopilot. You're just, you're always driving. You're always in control. So if what, what happened, and I don't think that's in this footage here, but what happened at some point is I, uh, I think I got a, a text message or something on my phone and I moved, I took my, my fingers off the keyboard and the car just drove off the road into like a smashed into a rock or something so and that damaged the car don't text so, and drive don't text and drive exactly that's <laughs> life lesson right there uh so i'm not sure what they're going for in terms of if it's supposed to be funny i think i crash here at the beginning because i didn't know I, that i'm, I was I'm certainly to. curious like i think you've really like highlighted something quite unique here because I do like a lot of those yeah. sort of relaxed, sort of chill games, and mm -hmm. I do like a, a walking sim and you know things like Firewatch and stuff, which is also this is giving mm -hmm. me vibes. Um, yeah, yeah. So definitely. yeah, no, definitely. really cool looking game. I think I'll have to give it a go. Yeah, and I'm curious about what the story here is. I think there's a story involved here. Usually in these kinds of games, the story, even though there are not no cutscenes or anything, but there's a story there. 
something interesting to to learn. So I'm curious about that. I'm not very. I I played it for um, like half an hour or something. Um, had to restart it because <laughs> I got, I had to do something else, and then I had to restart the game. Uh, but I'm curious to know what what else this this can bring to the table. And but it's definitely something to try. I think if you're into like cozy games, like you said, chill games, like experiences, not just games, action games. Definitely something I, I'd recommend and looks beautiful. Yeah. Okay. I think we, we had a, a pretty good conversation here. 16 games we highlighted today, which is nice, I think. <laughs> Thank you guys for, for uh, agreeing to, to, to join me for this. Uh, and yeah, and My like pleasure. Resident ST said, love seeing non-Sonic st stuff at Sage. Great to see it become a great event for the entire community. Definitely, definitely. Yeah. So it, it, it's still going. So you can still uh, pick up the, the demos and, and try them out. Download them on your computer. Try them out. Um, I'll leave all the links for the games that we mentioned in the show notes, by the way. So for people listening in, uh, you can check out check them out, them out more easily if you're curious about any of them. But do check out Sage. How many games in total? Do, does anyone know? Like the exact number or approximate number? I, I don't. Um, I, oh, God. Too I many games. Begin to guess. It's got to be close to 100, right? Probably. It's or bad. over. <laughs> yeah, probably. So there's there's too much. There Too many games. Not enough time to play all of them, uh, at least on my end. So definitely check them out. And there they have the website um, categorized, so you can, you can sort them from, you know, like... Indie games, fan games, um, and what's the other category? I think it's like engines or something like the Yeah, something like that. Something like that. So you can find what frameworks. you Frameworks. Exactly, frameworks. I think that's it. And then you can actually, there's always like a random game section that, you know, suggests a couple of them. So if, you, if, you're, if you're having like... <laughs> Feeling uh, choice paralysis or something, just try the random games or try the ones that we highlighted today. Okay, so thank you very much, guys, for joining me. Uh, and I think people would like to know where they can find you online and, and you know, check out your content, hashtag quality content. content. So, <laughs> Lewis, let's start with you. Where can people find you? Okay, um, so yeah, uh, www.sagadriven.com is the is the home base. Um, that's where I do all my stuff. Uh, links to the YouTube are on there, so you can see my Sage coverage, of which there will also be 16 games covered by the end of tomorrow. Um, so, yep, so um, that's been my main focus this week, is just getting two videos out today about individual Sage games um, with a little bit of criticism, so the developers get feedback. Um, if you want to follow me directly, you can follow me on Mastodon, on Mastodon Social at Sonic Yoda, or you can follow me on Blue Sky on Sonic Yoda, and no other microblogging platform that may exist otherwise. <laughs> Excellent. So, yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, Viper, what about you? Uh, well, if you're listening to the audio version of the show, uh, the one that's going out currently, not the pre-recorded version, um, you can catch me on Radio Sega is the long-winded way of saying this. Uh, RadioSega.net, uh, Fridays at 7pm UK time, 
my main other activity is also another show that airs on kenshi.org Wednesdays at 10 p.m. UK time, talking about those weird games like Bubble Bubble and not not those Sonic games or anything like that. <laughs> uh, micro blogging services, I'm weird as well. Catch me on Mastodon. I am at the Green Viper A at the VIP Vipers dot space. Uh, unfortunately, I still have to do the X though because uh, you've got to get the word out there. So it is Boom. at the Green Vibrate on there too. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent, and you'll find everyone will find links in the the show notes as well. Uh, exactly. Lime, first time yeah. on the show, right? So where can people find you? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, people can find me on uh, Twitch uh, at uh, Lime Reversed. I, um, tr I I have a goal to 100% uh, all Sonic games there. And when it comes to the home console games, I'm getting pretty close now. I, I'm, I'm counting nine games left. Uh, so if you want to follow me on that journey, that would be um, awesome. Uh, yeah. You can also catch me on X Twitter. Um, yes, I do have that. I am trying to find alternatives but no one else is there. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll see. Macedon, perhaps. Blue skies. <laughs> yeah. 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 The, 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 the choice of social media for Sega fans. Blue skies. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. <laughs> um, that makes sense. <laughs> so, yeah. And after the Sonic games, you're, you're focusing on the, the Knights games, of course, as, <laughs> as determined earlier today. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but you know, you have the fan games. Don't leave. Don't leave. Don't leave. Okay, where's he going? <laughs> he's, he's going. <laughs> I'm, try I'm, I'm trying to go out of the screen, but the camera doesn't even let me. Yeah, yeah, you're, it's following you around. Okay, you're here forever. <laughs> okay, so in, uh, for everyone listening or watching, thank you very much for joining us. I think this was a very, very fun uh, episode. I, definitely more fun that, than the previous Sage uh, episodes that I've done, which which, which was More just like interviewing, <laughs> and and all other previous episodes, you were the best guests ever, ever. Aww, <laughs> oh shocks! Until next time, then then they're the best guests ever. Yeah, of course, every I see week, it. every week, every week. But thank you very much for joining me, guys. Thank you very much to everyone who listened or watched. Obviously, this will go on the podcast uh, apps as well, including TerrorPlayer.com. Yes. Hashtag ad. Hashtag pay me <laughs> resident SD. We'll, we'll be back uh, next week with uh, Like a Dragon Ishin uh, special. Mm -hmm. uh, and then we'll go on vacation, actually. But that's, that's something for another mm. time. Thank you very much for watching. <laughs> and again, Lime, Lewis, Viper, thank you for joining me. Thank you. It's been a blast. Thank you well, very thank much. Thank you for having us on. See you guys next time. Bye-bye, everyone. Bye-bye. Bye. The Sega Lounge, hosted by me, KC, and part of Radio Sega's network of live shows and podcasts. Theme song and incidental music by OSC. Find them at opusciencecollective.bandcamp.com. Got any suggestions? Drop me an email to podcast at thesegalounge.com. Find us at The Sega Lounge on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. You can find previous episodes of the show by going to thesegalounge.com and wherever fine podcasts are downloaded. Yeah.
Mixed On Productions Podcast.